The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today we have another great guest that I'm really excited to share with you. Her name is Rebecca Packard. She's an emotion code and body code practitioner, speaker, podcaster, and writer. And she was introduced to me by Laura Powers, who was a guest on our show not so long ago. And I'm just really, really excited to have Rebecca here and to learn more about you and what you do. Hi, I'm really excited to be here. I'm so excited to share and to talk and to connect with everyone. I love when people are open to getting in tune with themselves and their energies. So this is really great that your community is like, we're waking up or we are like on our journey. So it's fantastic. Yeah, I think of awakening for most of us as a journey, right? It's not, it can be a discrete event (laughs) sometimes and it can have discrete events along the way. But I think if you're in a body for the most part, most of us, it's a continuing process. But I do feel like a lot of the people that tune into the show, maybe all of the people that tune into the show and probably yours too are far along on that process and doing it with more consciousness and more awareness for sure. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about Emotion Code and what drew you to doing that kind of work. Okay. Yeah. Emotion code is really amazing. It's using a lot of different practices in the space of kinesiology. And um, we work in meridians and we work with negative emotions and frequencies and just like finding them and plucking them out and alchemizing them and getting rid of them. And it's crazy because I take my background in teaching and emergency medicine and I mix it with the emotion code and the other tools that I use and being able to take and marry them together helps me really navigate that and then using my intuition and so a lot of people don't realize that negative emotions are a physical imprint in our bodies and a chemical makeup and so by releasing them we are allowing our bodies to release endorphins that like wash that out of us and like change our frequency and change our vibration and make us a a magnet to the things we want and not the things we don't want. I love that. And some people in spiritual communities, right? They get this idea 
that it's not okay to have negative feelings, right? Negative being anger, sad, fear. Like we shouldn't have those. They're not good. If I feel those things, something must be wrong with me. How do I make it stop? And I see you shaking your head. People yeah. who are listening can't see that. Talk to me about that and, and where emotion code stands with respect to that idea. Yeah, I love that you bring this up because so many people think that because we're working on negative emotions, that that's bad. That's a bad thing. Really, why we focus on the negative emotions is because here's a mind-blowing statistic. You hold 10 times more negative emotions than positive, which is like when you go back to like elementary school and childhood education, they say, tell your child you love them 10 times more. If you reprimand them once, you have to tell them I love you or you're great like 10 times to equal that one, oops, no, or oh, that was bad. Because that's how our 2000 year old programming system that does not update like Apple. <laughs> right. That's how it stores the energy. And so the the bad thing, quote unquote, is what is our our fight or flight sees that as our safety mechanism. If I remember this bad thing, I won't get eaten by a lion. Okay. So in the space of emotion code, we're really bringing you one back to your natural frequency, your God-given who you were supposed to be frequency by releasing these emotions that your subconscious mind went quick stuff that one in the bag. Oh, quick. That one matches that one. It must keep us safe too. And we're like, no, we don't need that. But like, if you're a human and you're in a meat suit, which if you're listening to this, you are, um, you've chosen this journey to be like, let's see what earth can do for me. You're going to have good emotions and bad emotions. And emotions are really not good or bad. They're evolutions of our journey. It's the way that we are able to walk through this world and have an experience. And so just, I call it, to call it Marie Kondoing your, your energetic vibration, because then you're like, you've been stuffing all these ones into your pocket going, oh, keep this. Oh, keep this. Oh, keep this. And then some of them, your parents were like, oh, this one was so intense. We're going to share this one with you and you can keep it. And so now it's like going through all of that with the emotion code and going, yeah, no, we don't need that. Let's get rid of it. Oh, no, we don't need those. <laughs> we don't need those old pants either. Let's get rid of them. <laughs> and I think you make the point too, that so much of this is unconscious. Yes. Right? We pick it up unconsciously, we sponge it in, and we learn about ourselves. We learn mistruths about ourselves and how the world works. And it becomes our operating system. It becomes the way that we experience the world. And I feel like personally, modalities like emotion code and body code, what they do is they help us become conscious of these. And really, to me, that's the whole awakening journey is becoming increasingly conscious. So as you see that programming and as you become aware of it, it releases on its own. I know that there's some mumbo jumbo that you do and it's super helpful, but for me, it's the consciousness is the piece that I think is so helpful because most of this, we're not actually feeling our anger. We're not actually feeling the fear. We're not even aware of this programming. It's just gone into us unconsciously and now it's become who we think we are. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with you look at the way that we are made up as a physical person. We have societal imprints. We have family dynamics. We have a social structures that we are completely unconscious to that take place. And now we have entertainment. Like you're walking around with a telephone, which is now not a telephone. It's a streaming something constantly that's a program that's being put out and you're tuning in or tuning out. And then people have 
televisions that are constantly running and you're picking up information everywhere. And a lot of people, when they are in question of who they are or they're disconnected from what they believe in and who their truth is, will go, well, that's who I am today. Right. That's me. Oh, that's me. And they start to put these other things onto them and go, oh, okay. And we're taught so many times, it's only right in the this generation and maybe a little bit if you were lucky to have a parent who is opening up where it was okay to be like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a rage moment. It's okay. I'm going to go to a safe place and I'm going to express my emotions and that's okay. Because prior to that, it was stuff it down, just be stone. It's fine. Don't have emotions. So, so many people, they'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm angry. No, you're not. You're afraid. You're sad. You're having something happen that's having you have a response. And that's okay. As long as you're doing it in a safe space, that's safe for you and everyone around you. Yeah, no, I think that's huge. And I think, you know, I work with so many kids in my practice and have over the years and helping parents to see that. And I love teaching parents to the anger rules, which is so simple. But a lot of school teachers have this as well, right? There's no bad feelings because I don't believe there's, we, we use the words positive and negative and, and that resonates with a lot of people because some feelings feel really good in your body and some feelings don't actually feel that good. And that's the way that I think about it. But they're, they're not bad feelings. Mad is not bad. And then we just tell kids, but it's not okay to hurt yourself hurt other people or destroy property because the actions sometimes, you know, but a lot of people too, they, they associate that feeling with, oh, if I'm angry at someone, I'm going to hit them. No, mm. right? No, you don't no. <laughs> right? But a lot of us have the, that kind of patterning as well. And we've been taught that mad is bad. And the number of moms that have come in and I'm like, I taught your kids the anger rules today. And they're like, what? You know, I've been telling them mad is bad. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. every, every day is not filled with unicorns and sunshine. That's not realistic. That's not what this journey is about. It's about being able to embrace all of the aspects of life. Like, it's so crazy because so many people are emotionally numb. Yeah, I think that as well. They're emotionally numb or they're emotionally activated. You know, I yeah. see one of two things. They're either totally <laughs> shut down or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And either way, they're being run by their feelings. Because if you think that, you know, I'm I'm going to put this anger aside and it's going to go away, it doesn't go away. It's running your life. It's just running your life from way down deep. But in a way that can sometimes be worse than if it's running your life because you're a rageaholic. Right. It's the beach ball under the water. Right. Yeah. You can only push a beach ball down for so long before it's going to fly up under the water and hit you right in the face. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ugly. Right. <laughs> ugly truth. <Boop. laughs> yeah. And it's banging against your leg the whole time. Or even think about how much energy, because I think that's such a good analogy because it takes so much energy for us to hold these things down. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. feeling them is easy. It's really easy once you learn how to do it. Yep. So talk to me about specifics. Someone comes in to your office or I don't know how you work. I do everything on Zoom or full distance. Yeah. Someone comes into your Zoom room and you know, <laughs> they want to work on, I don't know, they're having trouble at work or they're having trouble in a relationship. Walk me through what a session would look like. So in my sessions, we start by just taking a minute, getting really centered, getting really grounded, 
into our own energy um, because a lot of the times they're coming from other places and we're like, <laughs> let's get collected again. And then uh, we do a gathering clearing where we go through a bunch of different things and cut cords and get recentered and get focused and ask for protection. And we start angelic Reiki and that helps us to just one, be able to release the whole aspect in the session that we're looking to, but also it allows them to reset and rebalance their energy in an easier way, like without having to be like, oh, I just got steamrolled because it is energetic surgery when we're releasing these things. Yes. We're moving our energy. We're changing our vibration, our frequency, our dynamic. And then we start with a conversation and a lot of the times they'll give me notes prior and we'll start in that space. And But it always evolves to like, oh, I'm coming in because I'm angry at this work topic. And it's really like, no, I had this life-altering experience that took place like a month ago and I'm refusing to acknowledge it. And right. so we're going to actually just work there or something else that's coming up like because so many people are busy being busy that they're like okay it's this thing and a lot of the times that's just the focal point there's so many other little satellites taking place that we were like yeah let's get rid of those too while we're here yeah i think that's so powerful because i know a lot of times when someone comes into my office and like people are legitimately sometimes having big crisis events and that brings them to talk to someone like me or someone like you. But a lot of times too, what the guides will show them is something completely different than what they thought that they wanted to work on. I mean, I'll have people come with notes and they'll be like, well, this doesn't always happen. But you know, we didn't get to any of my notes today, but boy, that was helpful. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because sometimes we don't really know what's bothering us. And sometimes we don't really know all the pieces that go into it. And I know with emotion code and, and body code, and we we alluded to this at the beginning of the conversation, a lot of times, you know, the the root of whatever's going on now is pretty old. And yeah. it can go all the way back to those early, early childhood things that you learned that your little sponge absorbed that gave you that false impression of who you are that are coming up again and again in your life until you address them. Yeah. And as far back as like your past life and inherited, I have a lot of people, a lot of women come to me to work on being empowered. And what we find is that, well, they had a lot of ugly things happen in past lives and there's so much like ingrained just paradigms and patterns and cycles and just all these different levels of things that the women before them experienced right. and were like, here! <laughs> and you're like, oh God, no, I don't want that anymore. <laughs> right. And you know, sometimes we look at that as a scary thing. Like, oh my God, I have so much to deal with in this lifetime. And now you're telling me I got the ancestors and I got the past lives. And what I always tell people on that is, look, the most important moment is now. And when your soul plans your lifetime, which I believe our souls do, your spirit knew what you were working on and was drawing in all of those energies from past bodies, from your ancestry, all of that to bring you to this moment of time so that you can heal, grow, and release it. Yeah. Right? So you're that. exactly where you're supposed to be. Right. You'll have the time to do it. You'll have the means to do it. You'll be given the tools to do it because you've been put in that space because you were like, we got to clean this out. Like this right. didn't help us the last few times. Let's sort this out. So we can move forward right. <laughs> and evolve. <laughs> Absolutely. And for a long time, I didn't do just past life readings. I didn't offer that as an offering because I, I just got off of a Facebook Live and our 
intuitive connection community group, as I was telling Rebecca, where I was doing readings, past life readings, which is fun. And I love to do it, but for a long time, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I would get past lives all the time in sessions, but I wouldn't do it intentionally because I didn't want people to, you know, kind of leave the present and what they're working on now and go looking for problems somewhere else. (laughs) And now I just set the intention, you know, for the highest good and and to bring us into the present. And it is really, really, really fun to see what comes through on these past lifetimes. But I just always believe that everything is working in perfect synchronicity. And when I'm being shown a past lifetime for you, it's always to inform what's happening now. It's not to go back there and try to fix that, right? When I'm working with, you know, an adult and something from childhood comes up. It's not about going back. I mean, sometimes we go back energetically to that child place so that we can free and release it, but it's always about what's happening now, right? Yeah, good, because it has an energetic connection to the moment of right now. It's coming up because somehow that frequency is making you a match to that conversation in the now. So yeah, I totally, yeah. Right, and I've never worked with a body code or emotion code practitioner. I've had a couple on the show. And I've read both books and I've played with it for myself. And it's such a powerful tool. And I think it's especially powerful because it is something you can do on yourself. You don't have to do this with somebody else, although it's always fun. And I put it in the category with EFT, with EMDR as these kind of therapies that, and this is how I think it works, but you tell me what you think. It gets you into that super conscious space where you can be really present with what comes up. And to me, that's where the gold is. You've come very present with whatever these patternings are, whatever these feelings are, and then they release and you move forward and you can start to do something new. Yeah, because you're changing in the sessions as we're releasing the emotions, you're having different things happen in your head. Like I always tell people when you're in a session, my disclaimer at the beginning is I'm like Alice and I'm going down the rabbit hole and that's what the emotions are taking me to. But in your head, while you're having the session, you could be remembering something that happened or something that happened to you or a family member or a different situation. And I always tell people like, if you see yourself in 1700 in a carriage and a corset, don't freak out. It's fine. But like you start to go on, a lot of people get really, really quiet because they have all these things going on. And as we're releasing those, we're changing their frequency. We're changing the way that they're going to be tomorrow, uh, even in the next hour so that they can go, Oh, I don't need to hold on to that anymore. Like right. you're literally like, here, put down your emotional baggage. We'll take your stack of Louis Vuittons and we're going to put them over there away. <laughs> and right. then we're going to set them on fire because we don't need them anymore. <laughs> we never need to go back there. <laughs> and one of the things that the guys are telling me right now, which I think is so fascinating and so relevant to this conversation is what they're saying is that we're in a period of history too, where humanity collectively is letting go of a lot of baggage and a lot mm-hmm. of ancestral like archetypal patterns of ways of being, uh, the way that they're saying it, because I was getting way more wordy than they want me to be. We're letting go of our collective past. That's the word that we're using. And so when we do this work individually, we're contributing to that. We're letting go of a lot of stuff, both individually and collectively, because we're heading to a new place. Absolutely. Because it's shifting, not just you, it's shifting you, it's shifting your home, it's shifting your family, it's shifting your community. You become like this little satellite of like higher vibration 
And we know that like when you choose to say affirmations and share gratitude every day, you're elevating yourself and everyone around you all of a sudden they start doing it too. And you're like, oh, well, that was funny. Well, it's the same thing in the space of emotions. As soon as you're like, I'm going to start shifting my vibration, I'm going to start raising my frequency, I'm going to start letting go of my emotional baggage. You one consciously start letting go of more and more and more on your own, but so do the people around you. They're like, oh, I don't need to hold on to that. Oh, you put yours down. Let me put mine down. (laughs) I don't know how you put yours down, but I'm putting mine down. It's a huge, huge point that you just made that I love because so many people will come to me and, you know, they'll be like, you got to tell my husband this, you know, you got to tell my daughter this. And I'm like, no, mm mm-mm. I'm going to tell you, you're going to do the work within you. And then a lot of times those other relationships shift and change because when we do that internal work, we're inviting everybody else to vibe at our higher level. And sometimes they don't look, sometimes they're not ready. And then relationships shift and change or we, right. It's absolutely okay. Cause your only, your only responsibility is to walk your own path. You are not responsible for anyone else's. Even if you do what Rebecca and I do, we're not responsible for your path. Nope. <laughs> nope. Just ours. And then, you know, however we are being called to serve on our own path may benefit you. But it's really important when we do our own internal work, we are inviting other people to do theirs too. We're not forcing, we're not pushing, and we can't do it for that reason because that's cheating. But it, it does work a lot of times and it's huge. And mm-hmm. even if it doesn't get the people closest to you, which it very well might, you're helping the collective because at the yeah. end of the day, we're all connected and we're all just one thing. And when you address an issue or work through something in your life in a magical and joyous way, you are then creating that sort of energetic vortex, energetic pull for other people that have that same issue activated in some way in their space. They are feeling that even if they are a million miles away from you, they are feeling that too. And you are giving them a little energetic assist, whether you realize it or not. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the other thing. It's like we have this silent vibrational conversation that's always happening around us. And I always tell people about, oh, well, are you having a ping pong conversation? So if you're having an aggressive conversation or you're having a really emotional conversation, something in you is being triggered by that person's silent vibrational conversation. And then you're triggering them and then they're triggering you. And so like just picture two people standing, hucking ping pong balls going boop, 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 boop. And the second that you disengage, the second that you become the conscious person in the yeah. conversation and shift your energy and release those emotions, that conversation can't take place anymore. And so when you're doing that in your healing, you're going, oh, no, universe, we're not doing that no more. <laughs> like, right, exactly. And you're pulling all. your dysfunction out of the mix. Yeah, you take and you go, no, I'm going to be the conscious creator now. Congratulations. Thank you. We're going up another level. We're going up another level. (laughs) Exactly. And the other thing is you don't have to do this for anyone but yourself, right? Because life gets better. Life gets easier. Life gets more joyous and it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. So fun. You know, I think some people too that either do the work that we do or are drawn to the work that we do. And and sometimes even yours truly has to remember this is not the case. You know, you are not an endless problem to be solved. It's not mm. endlessly dumpster diving for what's wrong. It's just about, you know, being mindful of the energy and being increasingly more present. And these tools can sometimes help you to do that. Yeah. Because the other thing is, is like, there's nothing wrong with you if you choose not to do anything. Like yes. you are on your journey. You are doing your thing. But one of the ways that I came to this was I wasn't happy where I was. I wasn't happy 
living the life that I was living because I was in pain constantly. And so it was like, okay, well, (laughs) I have to do something to change this so I can live. And then that's how I ended up going, oh, okay. And then I got deeper into it because I was like, I have a lot of dynamics in my family that are destructive and I don't want my children to have to deal with those. So I was like, I want to lead a legacy life. So now that's what led me to where I am now. And if you're not doing that, that's okay. And if you are doing that, then fantastic. It's different for everybody. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that pain, discomfort, unhappiness can often be a powerful catalyst for people to move forward and to start to do this work and start to be more empowered. My point was just that it's not the only way. Yeah, And no, that some people listening to might, because I think sometimes I'm like, I can be a little bit of a self-improvement addict, you know, like I'm always <laughs> looking for the next, because it's so fun it is. to, to <laughs> find that next problem to solve, but you're not a problem to be solved. And all of no. these things yeah. are in service of learning more about your own inner wisdom, your own inner joy and your own inner divinity and flowing more with that. And I think when you go into anything with that energy, it's golden. Yeah, true. Yeah. I I think if you're going to be an addict, a self-improvement addict is like the best one to be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it can get old sometimes. But but it can get a little crazy. Yeah. At a certain point. Yeah. I'm good. But again, in a certain sense too, right? As we said at the beginning of the episode, we're on an awakening journey and that journey is constantly unfolding. So there's always more fun to be had, but it can be fun too. It doesn't always have to be motivated with, oh, I'm so miserable. Um, But if you are miserable and you're looking for support, that is fine too. That's a beautiful thing. And that's what we're both in the business of helping people with, I'm so sure. All right, let me see. Talk to me about where does intuition fit into all of this? Because I know with body code and emotion code, I feel like both of those modalities are actually really ripe for helping people to tune into their own inner wisdom. But I'd love for you to speak a little bit about that a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So in every session, I use my intuition. I, a lot of the times that's why I say like, I'm like Alice chasing the carrot because it's always about my intuition. That's how I, I just go, okay, use me as the tool. Let's, let's move forward. What is going to help this person with the thing that they're coming to me the most with, uh, that they want to solve, show me what really that is. And that's how we end up like, they're like, oh, well, this is what's going on. And then we end up over in left field because intuition goes, oh, I know you think that that was what the problem was, but really it's over here. And so just listening and being open to not needing to be right or not needing to know what the answer is. Because I never know what the answer is. I'm just like, okay, lead me. Let's do this. Let's get some clarity for those involved. And there we go. And also being able to just like not need to know, okay, because some people want to go, oh, well, I need to know all of the dynamics. Well, you don't need to know all the dynamics. Let's just find what it is and release it and then move forward. And allowing intuition to just guide that makes it a really clean, lovely place to be. (laughs) That is such a lovely point because I think that's what I was getting to before too is that self-improvement, you know, addiction is sometimes about we need to know everything. I need to clean up everything. Like everything has to be perfect. Mm -mm. Your spirit will show you exactly which domino you need to press and then everything will fall. Right. Yeah. It's beautiful. And what about with your clients? Do you feel that they'll have a deeper connection with their own intuition by working with you and doing this work? Absolutely. I have so many of them who have come out and been like, 
oh my gosh, you were right. I, I was having these dreams and I didn't really know what they were. And then all of a sudden I realized I was awake and I was dreaming. And I was like, so you're using your intuition more. And they're like, how did you know? And I'm like, <laughs> it's so strong now, isn't it? And they're like, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of the times they're just holding on to all this stuff and their mind is so busy with all of this cloud. And once they get rid of the cloud, they're like, oh, hey, look, there I am again. Hi. Hi yeah. How's that going? <laughs> That's such a beautiful way of putting it. I love that. And I often teach, I just did a ebook. It's a freebie book, but it's around teaching, activating your intuition. And it's it's kind of all the stuff encapsulated by all of my courses. And one of the biggest pieces for me when I teach intuition development is clearing that channel, right? And working on your emotional baggage and working on this stuff because exactly what you just said, that is what blocks your intuition. And I will tell you that in the list of tools that I offer people to pursue further, if they so choose one of them is definitely emotion code because it's huge and it's so helpful. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's great. All right. I have two more questions for you. One is a, is a nitpicky question. It's a curiosity question because I know a big part of emotion code is muscle testing. Mm-hmm. How do you do that remotely? Okay. And that is where our intuition comes into play. So a lot of you already know about oracles and pendulums and all of those things. And so when you call in your energy and you call in connection and you call in spirit or whoever you talk to um, for the highest and greatest good and grace healing and all the things, (laughs) um, you're asking that the way that we're doing the muscle testing, that I'm connected to my client's energy, that they're going to give me the answer openly and willingly because they're here for that to take place. And so then I just connect with their energy and I'm able to do the distance kinesiology for them. It's really amazing because at first you go, how does that work? But it works every single time. I have yet to have it not. (laughs) So you muscle test on your end, get a feel for them. My end to get a feel on them. And so that's part of when we open the session, we take and create that connection. And then as we go to leave the session, we do a little clearing and then we disconnect and call our energies back to ourselves. Absolutely. And I think that's a good piece of information for everyone listening because it really is true. People will sometimes say to me, well, how can you read me if I'm not in the room with you? And (laughs) that to me as an intuitive, like cracks me up because- it's just, it has nothing to do with where people, yeah, because I'm reading your energy and energy yeah. is everywhere and I can connect with that anyway. And I, I'll get a different read if someone's in the room with me. Usually it's more immediate. I'll pick up on different things sometimes, but it's not better or worse. And sometimes it's distracting because I'm mm-hmm. having to pay attention to just the physical proximity, social cues, like, and I find it a little bit distracting. Whereas if we're on the phone, for example, I just can go to it because you can't see me and, you know, so... But everything's energy. And I mean, I do remote body work. So I actually like, if someone has like a sore ankle or something, I'll work on them remotely and then they'll go, oh my God, my ankle feels better. It totally works. Yep. It's like with Reiki and all those other modalities, it works in the same way. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. You know, I, I really believe that being in person is for your comfort. We're the original Wi-Fi. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Rebecca. When we look at these type of modalities, we're the original internet. <laughs> yes, exactly. And technology is just catching up to what's been there all along. All along. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree 1,000%. All right. Last question. I asked this to everyone on the show. How do you experience your intuition? Oh, constantly. Um, <laughs> so I get a lot of 
I see a lot of things. I hear a lot of things. I smell a lot of things. I have really deep dreaming space. So there's a lot. (laughs) I love it. No, that's all good. It's so funny that you mentioned smell because today when I was doing the Facebook live and I was doing past life readings and I, I do have what do you call like clairvoyant smell? I don't even know what the word for that is. Um, oh, I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either, but I have it. I have it. I yeah, smell yeah. things for people all the time. And that's that's not the most common one to have. But it was all over the place today. Like every past lifetime, I'm like, I smell a storm coming on. I smell the fire. So I wonder if I was <laughs> unconsciously tapping into your energy. It's so funny because I, I don't usually, it's not usually a primary, but today it was really strong oh, for I, me. So yeah, it's so funny that is- you bring it up. Smells is a big one. And then just hearing and seeing. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, sometimes I'm like, you're really there. No, no, never mind. Okay. We'll talk later. Come back on ours. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not with that client right now. Go away. Bye. <laughs> yeah. That's so important too. We've talked about that with other guests as well. You have to set those boundaries with the psychic With world. everyone. <laughs> yes. Anybody who thinks... And clients will often come to me. I was joking about this with uh, another colleague who does what I do and what we do. Having this idea, they'll text me and they'll be like, yeah, I have a headache, but you know that. I'm like, no, I don't know that. <laughs> I'm not holding I'm not tuned into now, every so. channel 24-7. <laughs> I would go insane. I may pick up on that in our session when I am consciously uh, tuning into you and your energy, but like, no, I didn't know that before you told me and I, I would prefer not to. Thank you very much. Right. Like, don't give me your head. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think I think what it is is for some people it's so surprising what we do and what we know that it mm. feels like we must know everything. But we don't. No, we don't ever. <laughs> My goal is to always keep learning. Yeah. Like it's way more fun that way. It Absolutely. makes things more exciting. <laughs> Absolutely. Rebecca, this has been so much fun. I'm so glad that we connected. Um, So much great wisdom came through today that I know is going to be so helpful for our listeners. If people want to find you, work with you, learn more about you, where do they find you? They can find me at RebeccaPacker.com. They can find me on Instagram at RebeccaPackerdNH. And they can find me on Facebook at RebeccaPackerdLiveFree. And it's been so great to be here. And you have a podcast too. So everyone, share with everyone about that. So we are doing Wednesdays. We have an episode release every Wednesday and it is Live Free, The Gathering with Rebecca Packard. And you can find that on your favorite podcast place. We're on um, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and iHeartRadio are the top three we're in. But yeah. Beautiful. All right. And as always, we'll have all that information in the session notes. Anything else that you want to share before we sign off? Uh, This has been really great. I'm so glad that you are hosting this space for people to be able to tune in and like really realize like there's so many people just like you and you can evolve over time and you can make your journey easy and effortless and enjoyable because we're all here to live our best life. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. I love that. Thank you again. And thanks everyone for tuning in and namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and 
host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.